We are going to open with a bit of commentary in this short video on this one to set the stage and address something long overdue. Bear with us. We are The God Culture, a group of independent researchers with no affiliation to any denomination nor organization whatsoever. That means we are not a church, not affiliated with a church, not part of any church, not representing any church, not any church doctrine, none of it. We keep getting questions with this Sabbath issue that, oh, you must be SDA. No, we're not. We have never been. I don't think any of the guys have, and we will not be. We are not missionaries, nor affiliated with any such organization. We don't even refer to ourselves as ministers, but researchers. Though I myself have over 30 years in ministry, and the others on the team have much as well. I don't mention this, nor the others on the team, because we desire for you to judge the biblical way by our fruits, not a resume. Every false prophet has a great resume, an incredible resume, and it's false and no way to judge a ministry. See, that's what Messiah laid out in Matthew 7. The fruits of this channel are abundant. Many thousands entering deeper relationship with Messiah, and this is the most important fruit as Yahusha tells us, many Christians who think they are saved are not and will be turned away in that same chapter of Matthew 7. Now, how on earth would we be showing love if we didn't let people know that? That's what the son of Yahuwah said, not us. Why? They do not know him. They know church. They know organization and system. We did too. I've been there. And they play along in such thinking, just as I did for many years, even at higher levels sometimes. But see, that is not salvation. Not by his definition, which is the only one that matters. Relationship leads to salvation, not joining an organization. We have no issue with church. Go to church. That's fine. But don't make it your God. And don't Assume it leads somewhere it does not. Now, we don't call ourselves scholars nor historians, yet our handle on the materials we cover is stronger than most in those paradigms. And that's just a fact. It's not anything but confidence, because we know that's the case. Why? Because we set our foundation on the Bible where it should be. We read the word and we test it. As 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells us, Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. It is time to explore the highly debated topic of the Sabbath. And it is amazing. There can even be a debate, frankly. You'll see because Scripture leaves no such room in the slightest. We know already some watched our two-minute trailer on the topic and wish to attempt debate on a two-minute trailer. One even said, they didn't watch the trailer. No, no, they just read the description, you know, two sentences, <laughs> and want to debate a very detailed topic. Imagine that. As if they already know what we are going to prove. They do not, and most of them are new to the channel even. 
not even viewers, just trolling based on the keyword of Sabbath. Why? Because this word is the source of much agitation. And there's a reason for that. When you see the enemy ramp up on such a word, you know something's going on. Let's remember the paradigm in which we live as this platform supports and props up agitation. And it suppresses the truth. Don't believe me? Then why do our over 80,000 subscribers, when we release a video, many of them never receive a notification? We know this because we are subscribers in at least five email boxes, and they're not being notified. Simple as that, especially during this time of lockdown. Why? Because they've tightened the rules and they just plain stop it before it goes out. But no matter, we're not going to stop and they will not stop us. This is all just Pharisee leaven. The problem is even that trailer that we released, the two-minute one, has about a dozen scriptures which already throw a massive wrench in the traditional church position, even from the New Testament, especially that of the Catholic Church, but even very large denominations for that matter who are playing along with the same false paradigm. First, understand, we came from that same background, and we used to defend our right not to keep Sabbath, just like these folks. Funny, think about that. They vehemently defend their right to break the Sabbath. What does the Bible call that? Lawlessness. How does that represent Scripture? Well, you decide in watching this series. However, that was when we just bought into control lines from seminary and the like. And see, we have matured and awakened beyond that, as every such position must be tested. And if it does not pass the examination of Scripture, we throw it out. No matter how much consensus there is from those who wish to remain illiterate biblically. If they concede to do that, who cares what their consensus is? It needs to come from Scripture. They need to prove it from Scripture. And if they don't, we reject it. This is the generation in which we live. They condemn without true investigation or pick out fragments just as they read Scripture and history oftentimes, screwing it up completely. I don't think it is a secret that we have a group of YouTube channels that have risen up against us most leading to China and Russia's supremacy, all supported by a doctor whom they prop up. They send trolls almost daily, in fact, which we catch most of them before you even see them. So you know who is funding them, and certainly not to the heritage of the Filipino. You know who I'm talking about. As they lead to China, not to the Philippines. Also, a blogger has gone to such lengths that he overtly and blatantly commits cyber libel far over any legal line and personal attacks because he cannot win a debate on the facts, which he has been proven to lie and manipulate many. And still, 
He can't win a debate in his false paradigm, even. Pretty bad. We release a teaching, and immediately these channels rush out to mix and confuse the topic to a point that it is no longer clear. Though our teachings are very clear, even the name of God, for that matter. Disgusting leaven from the enemy. That is what this is. But again, these are the times in which we live, when evil will find its way through leavening, hypocrisy is what leaven is, to appear as good, and good will be made to look as evil. If you haven't watched our Revelation 12 interpretation, we had a viewer point this out just the other day, and they are right on. Part 13, Solomon's Gold Series. You should, because that is the dynamic at work for all of us to witness right now. It is ongoing, and it is on. This is why we teach discernment. You can discern the difference, and you know when you are being played. On the Sabbath, We decided this is too important, and we felt this more timely than the feasts, which we will get back to that topic after this. We are putting together a series of over a dozen videos to demonstrate for you that the Sabbath never passed away. Nope, didn't happen. Never does, by the way, nor can it ever pass away. That doesn't happen in Scripture. It was never abolished by Messiah, but reinforced. It was never marginalized, nor condemned by Paul, but he actually kept the Sabbath. They just aren't reading in context. All the apostles kept the Sabbath after Messiah ascended and after his example. Thus, to say they abandoned the Sabbath is not only a ridiculous conclusion we will prove, with no biblical basis whatsoever do they have, especially when in Acts alone, they, the apostles, are found keeping the Sabbath about 85 times after Messiah's ascension. Acts is in the New Testament, not the Old Covenant. How about that? That's not a few. But they become hypocrites in such view. Literally, these people are calling the apostles Judaizers because they do not understand the times and the paradigm, nor what a Judaizer even was. A Judaizer was a Pharisee, one focused on only ritual, but not the intent of the law. There's a Big difference there. Messiah called that out many times. We will cover many. They mischaracterize the apostles as rebuking themselves when you really think about it, because that's what they're doing. Now, that is rather insane when you think about it. Unfortunately, most of them do not wish to know the truth, which we have seen time and time again, because they do not come here looking for the truth and don't even watch the videos. They just wish to agitate, to shed a little doubt, and spread a little leaven, which sours the whole lump. Paul said that. This is their communist, Pharisee, Jesuit-style agitation tactic. And that's all it is. See, many forget what Paul, Messiah, and the others were up against. This 
is crucial, as no one will ever understand the entire New Testament without understanding this paradigm. And it's right there, over and over. They were opposed, even hunted and killed by Pharisees, even according to Paul, who was one prior and converted. And Gnostics, who infiltrated the church, according to James, 2,000 years ago, whose leaven changes Scripture to a point where it is against his commandments. That's according to Messiah's words in Mark 7. Now, how exactly do you do that? How do you express the Ten Commandments in a way that you now are against those commandments? Hmm. In leaven, that's how you do it. In reinterpretation, that's how you do it. And that's what's been done, and it has permeated even the church in this age. This is one of the critical issues of our day. And Mark 7 also says it renders the word of none effect. That is what their leaven does. Just look at their Gnostic Gospels, which completely change Scripture into a Kabbalah and Mithraic, you know, the Persian religion of Constantine, the founder of Catholicism, which is the continuation and infusion of Mithraism with Yahuwah, just like they did in Samaria. Not new, folks. Not new at all. Satan has no creativity. These players in history and today are all the same synagogue of Satan we warned about. They are in play 2,000 years ago and still opposing the true ecclesia in the end times. You should know this. We should all know this. How can we forget they exist? Yet the church seems to have amnesia, lost their track, doesn't even know who they are, and in fact, even worships this people group oftentimes through Zionism, a political system of all things. Yet their bloodlines don't even hail from Shem, and they are not even Hebrews, nor have they ever proven to be so, and they have to. Sorry. Talk about backwards, yet we're buying into this paradigm. The early church, you know, the actual church. When we say early church, we're referring to the early church of Turkey, the seven ecclesias that Messiah expresses in Revelation. The actual church, not the Roman manipulation, already infiltrated by Pharisees and Gnostics 2,000 years ago, espousing their Persian doctrine which became the Catholic heresy, kept the Sabbath on Saturday. That's when the ancients kept the Sabbath. They did not keep it on Sunday. That is fact. And that is even fact in Roman Catholic Church writings. They express this. We'll show you from their own writings. They then try to make a case for Sunday being changed to the Sabbath as being a good thing. Uh, Right. They change the word. Anyone keeping Sabbath on Sunday changes the word. But let's not pretend that's what Catholicism does. It doesn't even know what the Sabbath is. It doesn't know how to keep the Sabbath, nor does it even try. That's just plain, not scripture. They have overruled Messiah without any precedence, nor any scriptural or historic support, nor any apostle practicing such, period. 
and they will never produce that. That's called fraud. Sorry. That's what it's called. However, we will also show you Adam kept the Sabbath. Heaven kept the Sabbath since its beginning on the seventh day. Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah, and Noah's three sons kept the Sabbath until Noah died. Now, it was lost for a time more than once. It was then reinstituted. But we are in one of those times today. As the Dark Ages have never ended, but continue. And we will rise out of that. But many will sink deeper into it as the great divide, the great falling away, is here. Abraham kept the law and the Sabbath. And so did Isaac and Jacob. I mean, how can they be called righteous if there was no law by which they could be judged as righteous? The very notion is ridiculous from the start. Their lineage would forget and go after other gods even, just as even Solomon did, just as Israel and Judea did. Man keeps heading in this cycle. See, these are patterns that you can follow through history because history connects. You can't disconnect it into vacuums because it doesn't work that way. There is a reason why things have happened. Why? Mankind repeats such cycles. Let's take the Tower of Babel, which is the story of the world of men uniting in one purpose. Oh, we must all unite. We must unite, right? Uh, You mean to fight Yahuwah? Yeah, because that's where Scripture says that goes, and that's where it went back then. It's hard to imagine. Well, those days are back. Very soon, the world will unite in that common satanic purpose yet again. And things like a worldwide virus will be used to establish such infrastructure. So be sober and vigilant and prepare. And this is where we stand. We stand against leaven, as we should, scripturally. We cut through, expose it, obliterate it, and then... You go and test it for yourself and prove all things. By the way, that scripture continues for us to hold fast that which is good. Out with the bad and in with the good. Hold on to that, to the truth. These agitators have nothing but negative, typically. Never compliment, never agree on anything, and even when they are proven wrong and they know it, They will leave their agitation sitting there to cause others to stumble. It's quite gross, but that is their intent all along. The good is the foundation we must all build on. I know. I wish you would show more love, brother. Yeah, we hear that, and let me be clear. Anyone who thinks love is absent rebuke, does not know love in the slightest. Anyone reading Messiah's response to this very same leaven we are dealing with, thinking he turned the other cheek, is illiterate of Scripture. He called them brood of vipers, hypocrites, all, the seed of Satan even, the synagogue of Satan. How does the church forget that and then propagate a hollow love Absent this very important element. Well, 
it leads to the emasculation of the church to the point that it becomes a fulfillment of end times prophecy. Imagine that. Yes, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. They're not taking their power and defending the word. And they only have a form, a hollow shadow image of godliness. They did it with creation, trying to bend the Bible to fit modern Pharisee Kabbalah nonsense, called science today. Yet, it is religion, has been religion since very ancient times before we ever had a telescope. And they should have called it out and opposed it in love, true love, including rebuke, from the beginning. Now, some did in time. Much of that erased or suppressed in history. That Pharisee leaven then infiltrated the church and became doctrine in some cases. Yes, it's there. We've already proven that many times. No, we are to stand on the word and defend it. If you are speaking the truth, you will always offend someone. If no one ever takes offense at what you are saying, you are not representing Scripture, especially in this age. There is no placating people who just don't know or want the truth. You don't do that. Messiah did not. Have we not read the prophets? Here's Hosea 4, 6 through 10. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. His people. He's talking about what were believers who are destroyed because they abandon and stop seeking knowledge. We even had a pastor tell his congregation that we only teach knowledge. And he focuses on the spirit. Oh, isn't that awesome? No, it's stupid. This scripture is talking to him, and he represents ignorance and acts against scripture. That's fact. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. See, we love that pastor and all enough to warn them of this. But thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, Yahuwah, Elohim. I will also forget thy children. See, his law matters, and we are in a new age of forgetfulness that has forgotten his law and his ways, and we should be ashamed generally. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their iniquity. These that are opposing the Sabbath, most of them are doing exactly this. They are eating up the sin of his people. They're feeding on it. And there shall be, like people, like priests, And I will punish them for their ways and reward them their doings. He's clear. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom 
and shall not increase, because they have left off to take heed to Yahuwah the Lord. The warning is clear, folks. How about Zephaniah 3, 4? Her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Now, that's the ancient goddess worship system, basically. That's she, that's her, which we call by many names today, but one of them is the Catholic Church. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary, and man have they. They have done violence to the law. They are lawless. They attack his law, his ways, violently. Get that. Oh, we do regularly. But we aren't going to stop nor let them have any impact as they are meaningless. Now, what exactly does the Bible say about the Sabbath? Not a fragment here or there, especially out of context, which we will prove every such argument against keeping the Sabbath is. We'll prove it. But the tone of the entire New Testament especially. And if you don't understand the tone of the New Testament, you won't understand the New Testament. Why? Because you need to understand the Old Testament to understand the tone of the New Testament. It all goes together. Let's see what Messiah says. Because after all, he is Lord of the Sabbath. Thus, we must understand that which he declares to be Lord of, that is, if he is our Lord. Does he abandon it? What is its origin? How do we keep it? Does it even matter today? Let's see from the real perspective of the word, not that of men. The Sabbath series begins now, part one, uploading on the heels of this introduction. Yah bless. Thank you.